In today's episode, Steve Gamelin and I discuss his life wheel concept and why we need to focus on a holistic approach to success, not just career or personal. Check it out. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. To achieve great things, two things are needed. A plan and not quite enough time. Leonard Bernstein. Hey, Do Zone Tribe, this is Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out thedozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and overall just a bunch of really great human beings looking to get more stuff done. And once again, that's the Do Zone. Com. Today's guest is Steve Gamlin, and Steve is the motivational firewood guy. He blends back-to-basics positivity, visualization, and humor in teaching his clients to see desired outcomes, understand their why, and build action plans to achieve them via his vision board mastery program, one-to-one and group coaching, plus live and virtual events. Steve, say what's up to the Do Zone tribe and tell me something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Hey there, Josh. Hey there, Do Zone tribe. Uh, let's see the big thing. Uh, and this is something that I actually, it, it, I'm a work in progress because I probably violate this every day. Schedule stuff. I have an online calendar for people to book their time with me. I have a Google calendar. I have a day planner, pen to paper that I still use as my triple check process. And I've just found the more I schedule stuff and stick to the schedule, the more I get done and the happier I am. And then when you don't do it, how do you feel? Some days I just shift it to the next day. Other days I actually give my calendar the finger and say, why didn't you do this? (laughs) But but I'm very cautious to beat myself up over it because I, you know, we got to be real careful about the language we use to ourselves. So usually I'll say, okay, why did I do that? Was I just screwing off time or did something else legit come up that I had to get done to do it? And and the more I can legitimize and actually realize that it, you know, it had a decent reason, the better, because I stay productive that way. You know, the old days was just bashing saying you're an idiot and just moving it to another day and then hoping I would get it done that day instead of being intentional. You know, I think it's, I think it, it lends more weight when you can give a piece of advice that you can also admit that you don't always follow. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for that is it, it, it makes it more real. Like a lot of times we, we want to paint this perfect image of who we are to the world and, you know, we curate our social medias to where it's like, hey, I'm amazing. But you know what? You're not always amazing. You're not always following all the rules all the time. And so I am a huge advocate of scheduling things. And you look at my calendar. Some days when you look at my calendar, like an average person looking at my calendar would be like, they would like, they would like faint, you know, because it's just a lot. But there are also times where I'm looking at my calendar and, and, and I'm thinking there's no way I can get all this stuff done today. <laughs> and so I'm going to skip some of it. 
and and it's okay to do that. Uh, there's a really, really great book that I'll probably reference a million times if you ever talk to me and have a conversation. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Love it. The fourth agreement is always do your best. And always do your best basically means when you make a mistake, when you fall short, you just get right back up and do it the next day. That's what it's all about. Always do your best. Well, you know what? It didn't work this time, but I have an obligation. I've made an agreement with myself to always do my best. So I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to do my best to follow my schedule. Yep. Yeah. Love that book. And I love that that is the fourth one because it's kind of like that rescue at the end. Because in the past, yeah, I've been very self-deprecating about that. And I would bash myself like, oh, you're screwed up. You're screwed up. Well, what does that do? Is it plants the seeds for not getting it done the next time either? Because it almost gives me that escape hatch. By, by painting myself into this, you're ineffective. You're not disciplined enough. You're not determined enough. You're not organized enough. And letting that perpetuate even more. And I found in addition to this reigning in me, in my schedule, having a calendar, having an online schedule that people need to use to get with me. It teaches the rest of the world that my schedule is important too, because now I'm not just jumping on calls with people. Hey, Steve, you got a minute? Yeah, go to my calendar. It won't let me schedule for at least 24 hours. Yeah, that's intentional. <laughs> because I used to just, you know, hey, Steve, got a minute? Can I pick your brain? Well, at the end of the day, my stuff's not done and my brain's got a thousand holes. looks like Swiss cheese. So no. So talk to me a little bit. You, you mentioned this kind of, uh, it's important to have positive self-talk. And one of the key components of what you've been doing with your life and your career lately is about visualization. And so talk to me about that. First of all, why is it so important to make sure that you're speaking to yourself respectfully? And, and how do we visualize that in a way that's meaningful and impactful for us? What I do on a regular basis is when I look at my daily schedule or my goals for the year or my latest vision board, whatever it might be, or conversation I'm going to have, how can I represent myself in the best way possible? How can I be confident out there? How can I be healthy? And, and I use the standard life wheel. I've tweaked it a bit for my use. There are eight major areas of life, and I need to create the best version of myself in all of them, career, finances, physical health, emotional well-being, my relationships, my ethics, ethics values, and integrity, which is critical spirituality and faith and my connection to the world in a real way. I've got to put my best version of myself out there in every single one of those. And it can get so derailed. If I don't put the best version, if I don't believe in myself, if I don't have the confidence. If I don't have enough things to be grateful for, that includes the people who show up in my life, the conversations I have. So I know every morning when I either come down here to the recording studio or go to the iconic and apex accelerator offices where I spend a good amount of my time, or even walking down the street, committing an act of kindness, getting on stage, getting on a camera, I've got to put the best version of myself. And I'm not going to be that if I'm taking shots at myself, if I'm not believing in myself, and if I'm not speaking my truths with 100% certainty and representing myself authentically. If I fail at that, that wheel is going to roll right down a hill back to where my life used to be when I compromised my own, not values and ethics, but my own self-esteem and self-belief. Yeah, well said. And, and then as far as creating vision boards, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to be an advocate of, you know, and to, to, yeah to be out there and, and kind of be banging the drum about this because a lot of us, 
maybe are not so familiar with what it is. I've seen a vision board. It's like you cut out some pictures from a magazine and you put it up there and you're like, oh yeah, maybe someday I'm going to have that nice car or something, but it's probably deeper than that. Uh, so, yeah. so talk to me about why are, why are you such a huge advocate of that? And, and how do you use those as a way to push people forward? Yeah, it is pretty unusual for me to go so deep into visualization because so many people at the beginning of our year say, hey, create your vision for the best version of your life. They leave it at that. It's a blanket statement. It sounds cool, but not a lot of people know how to do it. And I've spent the last 17 years digging deeply to understand that the seeds we plant, the more emotionally connected we are to what we want. And it's not just stuff. I love that you mentioned like the dream car. You know, we have all these motivational gurus out there. It's you know, you see their videos, it's the dream car, the mansion, the yacht, the private jet and all these things. And, and they show the trappings of what they define as success. Hmm. And the first thing I do with people is get them to understand they need to figure out their own definition of it. You know, I have a dream car this year. It's not a Lamborghini. It's not a Ferrari. It is a 2022 Honda CRV because my 2010 Honda CRV has almost quarter million miles on it. And it's starting to cost me money in repairs. So do I want a big fancy car? No, I don't. I want what is perfect for me, for my needs, for my lifestyle, for my budget, et cetera. So the more people can dial in to where they are in this grand universe of things, not what other people say is successful in all those areas. That's a great start because you got to understand your voice, your heart, your soul, your mind, your goals, hopes, dreams, and desired outcomes and who you really are. And there are things out there called vision board parties. In this time of the year, at the time of this broadcast, a lot of people say, I'm going to a vision board party with wine, cheese, crackers, scissors, glue sticks, and glitter. I'm thinking, wow, that is such a recipe for disaster. A bunch of people getting together, cutting up magazines, getting hammered and saying, here's my goals, and just waiting for them to show up without an action plan. And uh, there were there 10 steps in the audio program I created called Vision Board Mastery. You don't gather pictures to module seven. That's what sets me apart from the rest of the world. Mm. Six distinctly different actionable steps, all about mindset, who you are, where you want to go, why, and what you really, really want. Then you find the pictures. Then we build the action plan after that as well. You don't just set it and forget it. We're not roast chickens on a Saturday morning infomercial. Got to get out there and craft our plan to go make it happen every single day. Do something. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Why you brought that up and you emphasized it. And it's, it's one of those things where I can set a goal of, um, yeah, I want to make a million dollars this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, because I'll be rich. Why do you want to be rich? Because I never had any money growing up. Why is it important to you now though? And, and it's like, you can just keep asking why to someone and you ask it five, six or seven times and you're probably going to eventually find the answer. And so talk to me about why is knowing why so crucial to being successful with this? Yeah, the why is like the gas in your tank. I mean, so many people will set a goal and the first little thing, it could be a pebble in the road is going to jostle them or, or sidetrack them. And so many people just have the littlest thing. The wind blows the wrong way one day and they don't pursue their goal that day. So the more connected you can be to why you really want something, the more deeply you feel it emotionally connected and in your gut, I mean, carved in your heart, why you want something. If you know at a very, very deep level, nothing is going to get you off that track. What if it's just a, well, because like you said, I want a million dollars because, well, I grew up broke. 
okay. You know, my, in my record, by the way, you mentioned five or six times, my record is 17. When a dear friend of mine, right around 2005, said, Steve, why do you want to be a speaker? I want to help people. Why? Because people need help. Why? Why do you want to do it? Well, it took 17 whys before I got really emotional. I had tears coming down a little bit. I remembered when I was 24 years old and a friend of mine who was a year younger than I was asked me why I never followed my dream of being on the radio. And that was the summer of 92. So I did, went and did it. Got my first internship making nothing at a radio station we grew up listening to, drove to his house and told him, thank you. You know, you believed in me. I got this job. And he was so happy and so excited. He passed away three weeks later. But I'm so thankful he got to see me do that. And I had a 10-year radio career. And when I quit all that to become a speaker, I said, you know, I want to be someone who believes in others, sees the best version of them when they don't, kind of like my friend Danny did for me. I said, I want to be that person for others. And I hadn't thought of that in years. It was just laying there dormant. When I connected with it, the tears came down because I hadn't thought about it that at that time for 20 years. And my friend said, don't ever forget it. And here I am 17, almost 18 years into this speaking career and coaching. And when people ask my why, I tell them that exact story and I relive it every time. So I can't half-ass an interview or a speech or a coaching session or a, anything because mm. there's somebody out there who's where I was who needs to believe in themselves. And, and if I believe in them, show them away and they get there, then I'm living up to my why. How do you know, first of all, that was powerful. Thank you for sharing that and that moment of vulnerability. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But how do you know when you've asked enough whys? How do you know when you've actually found the real why? Is there, is there some indicator that says, okay, now we're in the right place? Yeah, my favorite indicator of all time is what I do with a lot of my clients. It's called the mirror test. I want you to look in the mirror and say it. And if you smile or get emotional or get serious or just see something change in you, when you say that one and you hit that nerve of that emotion, it's, it's the same when I ask, when people say, Steve, I have five different goals. I don't know which one I want. Get in the mirror and really say it from your gut and ask yourself why and ask yourself over and over. And when you can't think of any more whys and you connect and you see the difference in, the, in your face, in your eyes, in your expression, in your emotions. When you strike gold or, or strike that nerve, you'll know. Because we can all fake it to other people. And, you know, I'm a speaker. I can make anything sound cool and, and dramatic. And I can say, this is my why. But, oh, my gosh, when I hit that 17th question and the tears started to come out, my friend said, don't ever forget that. He goes, I knew when I hit that one that that was your why. I'm like, yeah, me too, <laughs> you know, connect. And if, and if you don't have someone, you know, like, and trust that deeply get in a mirror and do yeah. that. Yeah. Because you probably at least trust yourself for the most part. I mean, yeah, it's hard to lie to yourself because if, if you're like me, you know, I'll say something and make it sound really cool. And I'll just look at myself and go, that's a bunch of crap. Come on, man. You didn't feel that get real, get raw. Doesn't have to be perfect, but you have got to feel it. And when something gets in the way, you know, I have people come up to me, Steve, I need you to talk, say this and do this. I don't do that. That's not who I am. That's, that's, that's not the type of speaker I am. I speak my truths. I speak my lessons. I speak what I've learned and I speak it from this place. Not going to go up there with shiny lights and fog machines and thundering music. Matter of fact, if that's ever at an event, 
on my way from being introduced to the microphone, I'm going to tell someone to shut all that stuff off. I'm just real. I'm, I'm not trying to overblow or Hollywood anything here. I just want to be real, raw, honest, vulnerable, humorous, passionate, and filled with the vision to help other people see what they really want and then learn their why. Because we're all different. So, you know, when you're walking up on the stage and there's, there's no smoke or lights or heavy metal music, but instead we find a bucket of golf balls. Yeah. What's in the, what's in that bucket? The, uh, the bucket of golf balls is actually why, why I'm here. It's how I got here. When I was about 35 years old, uh, August of 2003, this was, uh, you know, people talk about peaks and valleys. This was probably about 500 feet below the valley floor. And as far as my life goes, I blew up my radio career from exhaustion. I blew up my first marriage out of lack of communication and frustration and just blew my financial stability all to heck and, and just landed in this abyss at age 35. And uh, I had $3 left in my pocket on a Friday afternoon, hot and humid here in New Hampshire and said, well, I'm just going to go take out my frustrations on a bucket of golf balls at a driving range. And I picked the farthest tee box because I am a notoriously dangerous golfer. And I didn't want to hit any vehicle. So I went way to the end. And there was these big metal power lines in, in towers down there. So I'm just hitting golf balls, just taking out my frustrations. And a thunderstorm came ripping through. Thunder, lightning, wind, pouring rain, and everybody but me ran away. And I'm just thinking, my life already blows. You know, I just held up the club and I go, I dare you. Go ahead. Okay, good. You didn't hit me. So I just kept hitting the golf balls <laughs> and I hit all my bucket in the buckets of two guys who had run from the storm. So at the end of an hour, I could barely even lift my arms anymore. And when I got to my car, the rain stopped and the sun came out and I just started laughing because as much as my life stunk at the moment, just in the middle of what, am, what the heck am I doing? What did I do? I just thought it was funny. And a day or so later, I was talking to my brand new life coach and he goes, so how was your week? And I said, put down your pen and paper and listen to this. And I just retold <laughs> the story of that hour. I made it as funny as I could. It was kind of pathetic too, but funny. And he said, I got two questions for you. Are you this open and honest about your life with everybody? I said, yeah, usually self-deprecating, but yeah. He goes, oh, okay. You ever thought of being a professional, like motivational speaker or stand-up comedian? I think you'd be great at it. And I hadn't thought about it in years, but I'd secretly wanted to do both for much of my life. Going back to really age 10, my dreams were radio DJ, teacher, but not in a classroom setting. And at age 35, in that moment of authenticity, vulnerability, and just throwing it out there, somebody who I knew, liked, and trusted asked me the question that challenged me to get to the next level. Within two weeks, I was in an intro to stand-up comedy class. And a week or two later, I was in my first Toastmasters meeting. And here we are from a bucket of golf balls. Yeah. I still have the golf club, by the way. And every once in a while, I'll take it out, look at it and go, wow, you don't know how close you came to getting zapped. <laughs> and I, I'll hold it up and I'll kind of look up and I go, thanks for, thanks for the lesson and for not, you know, striking me. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that's, it. That's great, man. It's an awesome story. And so it's, you know, that's, it's fascinating how your brain works and how it has kind of developed and morphed and modified itself over the years through a handful of different careers and 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 these these moments that change our lives as you put it yeah. and we all kind of have if we if we dig deep enough and we look hard enough and we're paying attention 
those moments exist in all of us. Yeah. The paying attention is the most important one for me. I mean, how many people these days we see walking around, staring at their phone, staring at the shoes, or, or they got the earbuds in and they're just staring at the ground and they're missing so much. And then you get people that go, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Well, they're walking down with the head down. They trip at the mall, fall into a fountain. Hey, congratulations. You're $2.83 richer than you just were in dimes, nickels, and quarters. But uh, by the way, the laundromat dryer costs you four bucks. So you're now in the hole. Yeah. And, and you're missing the real opportunities for connection. And man, I, I, I just go around with my eyes, my ears and my heart wide open all the time. Does everything work? No. Have some pretty amazing things happen to me? Oh yeah. And they still do every day. Yeah. As long as you're paying attention that we, we all have, we all have that kind of defining moment where everything changed. You just yeah. have to look for it sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's at nowhere least a near. dozen of them yeah. so far. And I, you know, Hey, I have a career because of it. So rock on. So let's, let's kind of dig in here. I'm going to, I'm going to bust out the bone saw and saw your head open, take a look at your brain and mm -hmm. we're going to do what's called the do zone diagnostic. Are you ready? Awesome. So this is a series of five questions I ask every guest so that you can see uh, we can see how your brain ticks and soak up all the knowledge possible. So just rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind, number one, what's the one thing that you do, Steve, that helps keep you focused on your goals? Waking up every single day and putting pen to paper and writing down my three favorite moments that I'm grateful for from the previous day. That's how I start every morning virtually for the past 10 years. Wow. Three favorite moments from the previous day. Mm-hmm. In less than one line each, as emotionally connected and joy-filled as possible. That's amazing. And, you know, kind of the counterpoint to that is how do you get yourself back on track when you lose that focus? Usually I get out of the recording studio or out of my office. I'll go into town and I'll commit as many acts of kindness as I can very quickly. If it takes one, two, or 10, it doesn't matter. But I just go out there and I plug into the energy of the world and opportunity and stretch myself. I always come home different. And, and that's, that's a big go-to these days. Yeah, well said. And so, Steve, who's your support group and, and how do they keep you accountable? My Tina, my wife, Tina. We've been together almost 15 years and she's seen me, even in this time, the highs and lows, physically, mentally, emotionally, and everything. And she, is, she was a visualization reward 15 years ago, but... She is the, the best human being, the best energy in my life all around. And I'm very blessed to have some great networks inside of Apex, brothers and sisters like you, iconic Apex Accelerator. But Tina is, she is source of great energy. That's great. And you said that she was a reward of visualization. What does that mean? In 2007, the board I made for that year, I said to myself, this is the year I'm going to find her. I was three and a half years divorced at that point. And I described the dream relationship I was looking for. I had spent nearly three years working on myself to make myself the best version of myself to attract the right relationship. In early June that year, I wrote down, I am ready to fall in love. And 10 days later, I got an email from 1300 miles away from a woman I hadn't seen or spoken to in 21 years on whom I had a crush in high school. Hmm. And this June is our 15th anniversary. Wow. That's cool, man. 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's awesome. That got me on Oprah's radio network four times. So I tell Tina, I go, just know if you ever break off our relationship, you're going to demolish my speaking career. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure at all. (laughs) So so Steve, you know, this is a podcast about productivity uh, and getting things done. Where do you draw the line on what to do and what to delegate? It's getting more and more easy to do that now that I'm part of Apex, now that I'm surrounded by all these people who are high achievers and being able to to model and pattern how they do things. I mean, I've, I've been a solopreneur for 20 plus years. So I was just always under the thing of, I need to do this. I need to do this. Oh my gosh. I realize how many things I'm doing that could be a five or $10 an hour task for somebody else that I could either outsource or get a virtual admin and it's, it's especially this year with the goals I've set, I'm starting to push more and more out there and also get over what I call the blue collar guilt of having to do it all myself. You know, I was, I was with blue collar values and ethics, you know, do it yourself, get down in there. And I'm starting to learn that my time is so valuable and I can't do all these little things. It's, it's at the point we just hired somebody to plow the driveway at my stepmom's house because I can't leave the studio to go run the snowblower for two and a half hours. So now we pay someone 65 bucks to do that. Come on. There's a lot more of those things coming. Blue collar guilt of having to do it all myself. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that. And what is the number one pro tip that you'd give to someone who's looking to get more stuff done in less time? Schedule things at the beginning of each day, even if you have that huge list and it's all jam-packed and you're sitting there going, when am I going to even get to go to the bathroom or grab a sandwich? Schedule those things too, by the way. (laughs) In the morning, pick your top three or top five must get done items for that day. And if you start to see a pattern of the things you're not getting done, find someone else to do them for you. Makes sense, man. And so tell me, I know that, tell me what motivational firewood is and uh, tell me about the the business and who you serve and how you serve them yeah motivational firewood is actually a trademark i own that legally that phrase and it came out of a national speakers associating association meeting my very first one walking in just clueless about what to expect or what to even do and somebody said steve what do you do i said i'm a motivational speaker and he said what sets you apart and i said i help people he goes that doesn't set you apart we all say that And a few minutes later, I said, look, I don't want to be one of those motivational gurus. If you wake up the morning after hearing me speak and you think one more positive thought, speak one more kind word, especially about yourself, or take one more positive action. I said, it's kind of like you had a spark in your heart where you wanted something. And if a story I shared or a lesson worked for you and you took action, I said, it's kind of like I gave you motivational firewood. And the guy said, you're onto something. Pursue it. So I did. Here's how it works. I share real, genuine, authentic, positive, humorous visualization talk. And I just want people to do exactly what I said. If it causes you to think one more positive thought, speak one more kind word, take one more positive action, believe in yourself and your goals and get the clarity. And I do that by keynote speeches, by my vision board mastery program, in my one-on-one group coaching programs with my books, et cetera. I want to be that voice that comes in and helps you to believe in yourself more than you do today and gets you to take action and keep on moving forward. Nice. And, and who is the, who is the best, if you had to paint a picture of your ideal avatar, 
who is this person? What are they struggling with right now? And, and where, where do they need to go and how can you help them? Yeah. Age 30. And it's pretty well split, you know, male to female in that, but 30 to 60 people who are in their second, third, fourth, even fifth version of themselves. Industries that work very well with me in my style, real estate, insurance, direct selling companies as well. People that may not be in the traditional office, they, they tend to feel like they're kind of on their own, on their own island, a lot more than just being in a nine to five office all day, every day. These are the people that I've had the greatest impact with over the years. Okay. Got it. And uh, is there something about what you do? Does you, do you kind of just change the DNA of their thoughts and how, how they think about themselves or how they think about life? Or what are, some of the, what are some of the kind of key pillars of this? Helping them to see exactly what their goals are versus a company or a leadership team telling them, here are your goals for this year. And I, and I work personally and professionally in all eight of those areas I, I mentioned earlier. The life wheel. The life wheel. It's not just saying, here's your goal or dream big or go, you know, just do better than you did last year. I want people to understand in all areas of their life, what's important to them. For example, relationship goals can have a great impact on your professional development and your success for the year. If, even if you devote a bit of time each day to maintaining your best relationships like me with my Tina, it makes the rest of my day better. And my job is to help people to understand it takes all of these areas interacting together every single day to make and create a successful life. It's not just this work-life balance thing. It's the integration of all these things. So tell me if, if somebody's listening to this and, and what you're saying is really, really resonating with them right now, what is the next step? What can they do to engage with you? They can reach me at motivationalfirewood.com and uh, the information is there. They can send me a message or if they want to have a conversation to say, what is this all about? My calendar is at stevechats.com and I'm happy to have conversations. Matter of fact, I love getting on calls with people and just asking a few questions that they've probably never even thought of before and watching the light. Me too. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. So that's motivationalfirewood.com. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Steve Gamlin, thank you so much for coming on here. Really appreciate you. For those of you who are kind of on the third, fourth, fifth version of yourselves, and you're looking for some guidance on that, and you're looking for some clarity to figure out where do I need to go next? I recommend that you engage with Steve. You can go to motivationalfirewood.com to learn more. And uh, for those of you who are busy entrepreneurs looking to get to the next level, head over to thedozone.com for more productivity tips, tools, and strategies. And you can also join our Facebook group of the same name. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. 
If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? Go do something already. See you next time.